Welcome to the Creature Cast, the official console creatures podcast. I'm your host this week, Steve Vigbar, and joining me as always is my good pal, Bobby. How are you doing this week? I am ready to do one thing, and that is save democracy. Yes, and liberty. And liberty. I'm doing the hand gesture. So am I. Yeah, for everyone everyone out there, we are doing the hand gesture for democracy. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's no surprise. Uh, we're we're gonna spend this episode talking all about Hell Divers Two, a game that I think we That's can both agree just, just sweeping the nation. Over. Yeah, we love plugging the holes and saving Earth. That's it, saving Super Earth. Um, yeah, no. Before we get into all of that, how have you been doing? What's uh, what's new? What's 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 been up? I mean, aside from the fact that this is like the mildest winter in the history of. Mankind, I'm doing good. I mean, days are getting longer, and um, it's Valentine's Day, so I'm gonna. That is true. Eat some good. I don't want to say sushi because it's not really. I don't go for the sushi. I go for the chicken and the rice. Okay, we're getting some good dinner tonight. And then, uh, what about you? How's everything on your end? Great. Couldn't uh, couldn't be better. Yeah. No. Likewise. I uh, hope everyone out there is also having a good Valentine's. That's when we're recording this, or you know, just hanging out with friends. But yeah, eat some good food. Um. Yeah. That's that's what it's all about. So, I guess without further ado, before we get into Hell Divers, I want to talk about one thing specifically. Um. I had the chance to go hands on for the past week with the PlayStation Pulse Elite headset. This is their new, uh, next you know up upgraded over the ear headset. Uh, coming off of the the tail end of their you know last vent audio venture, which was the Pulse Explore earbuds. Uh, which Bobby did did you go hands on with those? The, yeah, the I review them. I review them. I've been using them exclusively since I you got have. them, and like, I, I do love them. Yeah, um, I have basically no complaints aside the fact from it's got propriety tech, like which I kind of wasn't a fan of. I don't like that okay. because it kind of limits what you can use it with. But I mean, I love the the ear, the wireless earbuds. I was actually really curious about the the heads that you you were about to talk about, but because I mean, I, I use the my pulse as a daily driver for, for like two or three years. And like, I love that headset. So I was kind of like, what's new to this thing? Why is it coming out? And like, who's it for? So like, right. I'm, I'm excited to hear what you're going to tell us about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a great kind of jumping off point just so you have a, a, a frame of reference, because again, this, the, the elites build off and use the same, again, proprietary technology that you kind of alluded to, which is the, uh, the PlayStation Link, uh, which gives way to, you know, lossless audio, ultra low latency. Um, essentially, is delivering the same sort of audio quality that you can get, only it's just instead of, you know, earbuds, a wireless earbuds, it's a wireless headset, just a, a, a more updated and refined version of the Pulse 3D, uh, which yeah. launched alongside the console, which I can't believe is going to be four years old this, year. this year. So. I, I think a nice little refresh was overdue and coming into it, I was like, Oh, I don't really know what to expect. Cause like you, how much can PlayStation actually improve audio, improve that kind of technology. And I think looking at it and kind of comparing, you know, pulse three, the base pulse 3d headset, the pulse Explorer. And now the, the elite elites kind of the best of both worlds where for me, someone who loves over the year headsets, especially while gaming, this one, still delivers that it's comfortable i've played it you know all throughout all of our hell divers 2 sessions that we've been playing so you know jumping back into the last of us part 2 remastered and stuff like that and it it really does deliver that immersive experience i think that what they did was very smart choices in terms of refining the design so 
the ear pads themselves different. They're more spongy and more, I, I, I don't know if it actually is designed to affect the audio quality, but I feel like it, it has like a better suction around my head so that it's like a, a tighter airtight fit. So no sound is really escaping. Uh, the other thing is that now the white plastic band, like headband itself actually is extended and has all the uh, components built into them. So now you have like this extendable and retractable microphone that pulls out of the stem and into in front of your mouth. So you can, you know, adjust right. it to, to your preference. It also has a mute button built into that as well. On the right side is all your like onboard volume controls, your Bluetooth right. setting on and off button. Uh, the other cool thing that I didn't even know, I don't even think that PlayStation has really talked about it or anything, is that it right. has a wireless charging feature in it and Ooh, that's cool it it ships with a hanger so that you can mount it on say like a wall a desk uh, a media center something like that and kind of just place it on the the wireless charge is at like the top of the headband and i'm i i think it uses the same kind of technology that the charging station does where you just place it on it and then it has a usb-c uh pass-through system that right. then you plug into your, you know, an outlet or a, a PlayStation or something like that. And dude, like it, first off, I'm getting it like, sounds good. I can tell you from my side, you sound like, like you're in the same room with me. Like it's so clear. That's amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, my, my one thing is like, have you tried a controller on that system, on that charger? Cause that would be pretty you, cool. So, like, so you can't because it, I, I'm saying that it's, it's essentially the same technology, but it's not uh, the same charging like port, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. That would be cool because like I think that's that's just like I think that's that's kind of where the future of charging needs to go, just wireless and just Right. Yeah. But like no, it's cool. I mean regarding the headset, like from my end, like you do sound really good. Like that is kinda of like so far what I've seen is just like it's you out of everyone we played together with and Hell Divers, you are by far the most like audible and like clear and like it's it's crisp and I'm like, Whoa. So like now that I know why. So I thought you were just like maybe using like AirPods or something or like your headset. No, that's that's oh, no. all that's exclusively been the elite. Uh the other thing, uh, and that is the the killer feature here is the battery life. Somehow Sony has finally figured out battery for this thing. Like uh, But have they though? Because the dual sense is like the other edge of that sword. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Finally, after how uh, many how many new concepts, iterations and everything. 25 hours of battery life on this bad boy. That's insane. That's Wild insane. stuff. Yeah. So I've had it for a week, been using, been, you know, extensively playing PlayStation uh, for, for a lot of my, my game sessions only charged it once in a whole week. And I'm talking like extensive use of the, the PlayStation fast charging as well. I think I put it on for uh, 30 minutes or so. And then I got five hours of, of charge time out of it. That's crazy. That's, yeah. That's more than the, the pulse heads, like the earbuds, I think are, Earbuds, uh, two I've, and a half hours, three hours. I tapped out at five hours on the the earbuds, and oh, okay, well, that's yeah. still pretty good for earbuds. But sure. like, I mean, it's it's more than double at that point. Then yeah, the, that's crazy. Um, yeah the the only thing, and this is a complaint I had with the uh, Explorer earbuds as well. Bass is non-existent on these guys, even with the now added EQ feature that they updated the PlayStation oh, yeah. Five with. You can you can we can tool around with that setting as much as you want, but the uh, magnetic planar um, drivers, they're just not built for bass in this way. So even when we're playing Helldivers and, you know, 
you're dropping onto the planet and you know you're you're shooting out bugs it all sounds really good like the high frequencies and mid frequencies they're all really crisp and clear but there's no bass in existence there it's it, it, i i think it's the only downside to these guys that if you're really into the low uh like treble and bass and everything it's yeah yeah it, it's just not there so if that's the the killer feature that you want to have your headset you'll probably be disappointed but otherwise i'm i'm really digging this uh it's 199 in canada which that's pretty affordable for for a quality headset yeah when you consider the base is 129 right now in canada so you're spending a like 70 extra bucks and you're getting noticeable increases in quality so how does it compare to maybe like uh i think the big one now is like a steel sphere. I think steel sphere is like a, one of the best headsets. I know. Yeah. I've seen some people say that. And then I know the A fifties is like the, like this, maybe the gold standard. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah, I've, I've tested a bunch of like high end steel series. Um, also the, the stealth from turtle beaches and, and everything. Those are, you know, three, $400 headsets. Right. Unfortunately, the, the elite's not gonna compare to those especially again if you're looking for something like bass or like a rich spectrum of audio it's just not there again and then as well you're you're running those headsets off of you know non-proprietary software that you can just use across xbox pc stuff like that so there's also that so if you're looking for something a little more affordable but high end i think the elites are there for you i think i think you can't go wrong with them but if you do go with third party, you're going to spend a lot more, uh, but then get that kind of freedom with it too. That sounds like a great deal. So like, yeah, I mean, really for 250 bucks, like that seems like it'll last you four or five years. I mean, I'm, I'm going on four years with my original. Yeah, same. Headset, and like, I've got no problems with it. It still looks brand new, a little bit scratched and scuffed, but like it handles well, it plays well. Yeah. So really, if this is a big upgrade from that, I could see it lasting quite a while. So like, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm glad that they're finally bringing this to consumers. But I, I mean, like I said, the the only thing I oh I don't like is proprietary tech in consumer stuff because it just it sure. really limits you on what you can do because like you obviously can use like for example the wireless pulse buds like you can use them with your phone and stuff mm-hmm. but like it won't sound as good as say like with the use it with the playstation link and i did test it out and it's just like i wish i wish i didn't have to use this right the but, other thing i, I mean, do uh, i want to note about playstation link and something that i didn't even think about is that right. so so every headset uh earbud like the explorers and uh elites they come with the dongle right that you have to plug right. into the i thought that was a universal dongle right That's what i thought too Nope, it is it it is specific to the the brand and the whichever audio device you're using. So, for instance, I have my uh, Explore dongle plugged in when I unbox my Elites and everything. Turned turned my PlayStation on, went to connect it, and it it just kept buffering. It was just searching and searching and searching. I was like, "What's going on here?" Like, okay, plug it into the back, do this, swap it for the Elite dongle, and immediately it was like, "Oh, here you go." I was like. All right. Well, now I have to. It makes sense, but in a sense, but I would also assume that if you're releasing two different audio devices, it would be a universal dongle that just gives way to this audio solution. Maybe, 
maybe it's different drivers on both. Yeah, so I mean, that's what I'm thinking. But I mean, it, but, whatever. At the same day, it just it it's just anti-consumer to me. It's just another thing you got to worry about. If you exactly, it's it, especially because both dongles are identical. I've had to now label them, <laughs> so yeah, I have like an ugly sticker on one of them that just says "Explore" because otherwise, I'm just gonna be sitting there swapping them out, trying to figure out which one's which. I know that's yeah. a very specific problem i don't think that a lot of people out there are going to be getting both the explorer no, and the I'm, elite i think it's just you know people like us who are reviewing these devices or tested trying to test them out or maybe just like you know people who are very into the playstation ecosystem but i just thought that it was a very weird choice or i maybe it's not even a choice maybe it just had to be there like you said uh specific drivers and stuff like that i'm not an audio engineer by any means so maybe yeah. there is a practical solution or reason why that's the case but yeah, I just thought it was worth putting out. For all we know, they could have maybe released an update in the future saying, hey, you don't need both, but here's yeah. a, you can have one as a backup. But, like, I really, yeah, stuff like that, it just kind of, like, it kind of ruins it because, like, it really could. Like, I would like to just be able to plug in that, that dongle to anything. It would work. But, like we said, you lose it, you it's gone, you're done. Um, So my workaround has been getting, like, a third-person, third-party bluetooth dongle and just plugging that in and just thinking what my headset to that oh true I'm using mine on the switch and it does work I mean, yes it does, no i've tested that too yeah so like i've been doing that as a workaround because i obviously don't want to lose that thing so it's been firmly planted in my playstation since i got it i don't want to touch it no me neither but yeah i, I did lose my original pulse headset uh dongle for like a month and i was like god i can't use these anymore <laughs> and then luckily i found it because like it's the same thing with that like, you lose that you're done yep and you can't order them. You have to buy a new headset, which is kind of like very anti-consumer to me. But what are you going to do? Um, yeah, it, it's good. But like, I'm glad that you're having a good time with them. I... So, sorry, just a quick correction. You can buy the PlayStation Link adapter on its own. Oh, can you? Okay, I didn't yeah. know that because I, I, I was looking for the original. I never was never find one that in Canada, at least. But I mean, maybe. Oh, maybe. Same. Yeah, because I'm looking at the U.S. website right now through like PlayStation Direct. Yeah, we don't have direct. See, that's the thing. It's like even if we wanted to buy it, you can't buy it unless Sorry, maybe it. Amazon does have it. It's thirty-four dollars uh just to get it on its own. But yeah, so okay. you can buy it a la carte if if you happen okay, to lose it. But then it now I'm now I'm so, now, but then how, now how is it not exactly it? now I'm gaslighting myself. What is happening? How so how does it know? So then yeah, maybe there's a pairing process. Like the uh, there has to be. I mean, they must have like a a button command you push on the headset that would just automatically know. Okay, I, I have to go back into this because yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to look into these two USB adapters. It has to be. There must be a way to like because um I know other headsets like you have just you know you you press the button and right. it switches between channels like why why is that not a thing? Yeah, but uh, for the life of me, I I tried one with the other and it just wouldn't pick it up. So I, I'm I'm gonna investigate this a little more. But very interesting. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're having fun with them. I hope to get some hands-on time with mm -hmm. the headset soon. I mean, I know that I would like to have one, so we'll see. But I, I at the same time, like I don't use headsets exclusively anymore, just because I, I bought surround sound specifically because I never had it before. Yeah. That's why I've been kind of moving away from it. But like, there are times now where I'm on the couch and like, say, my girlfriend's watching something, I have to get headphones because. She, you know, it's just kind of distracting hearing like five different things from my 
my portal coming out and then she's like well yep. what's going on yeah, uh, like, yeah definitely. it really ruined the mood uh playing last of us and hearing vanderpump rules in the background that's exactly yeah. what my house is that's exactly <laughs> what it's been same uh so yeah it's nice and also yeah i've been i'm, I'm like you i have a nice you know uh soundbar an lg soundbar so i use that a lot of times but now we've been playing a hell of a lot of hell divers and yeah. i've had to throw on the headset um let's talk about hell divers because i'm i'm thoroughly surprised by how good this game is i was i was a believer going into it i this is a game that i was looking forward to just because i was a fan of the original uh, i was uh, throughout the trailers i was getting a lot of like outriders vibes with it so i was like yeah. Oh, you know, maybe it, it, at very minimum, if this game gives me, you know, two weekends with friends, I'll be happy with that. That's that's all I need. But I feel like I'm going to get a lot more. And so far, I already am because it's been out for a little over a week now. And I've been jumping on consistently with with you, with yeah. with other friends, with people of the community, like within our circles and stuff like that. It's, it's been a lot of yep. fun. What, uh, so I want to kick things off. Like, did you play the original hell divers? Were you a fan? Yeah, I believe I actually reviewed. I'm actually trying to remember if I reviewed, but I think I reviewed, reviewed it 2014, 2015. And I, I loved it. I mean, obviously the twins, like twin stick shooters were huge. Yep. Like maybe 10 years ago, right? Like, I remember everything was going that route. And, um, I, I'm, did remember loving it it was great as a multiplayer game definitely one of those games where you could just get a couple friends together and play on the couch and that's what i remember from from hell divers and i was like yep i i i want to see more of this and we got a very big shift in the sequel but i i loved yeah i love the series so yeah let's let's start with that i did love the series yeah. um and yeah i i I don't know what your history is with the series. I I, I know you played the one, but like, what's your background with Helldivers? Kind of the same thing. It was more, it, it was it was a lot of like casual playing. Uh, I loved yeah. like the you know the twin stick shooter um, genre at the time. It, it, it really spoke to me. So Helldivers was one game that I I really enjoyed at the time, but it wasn't one that you know I I had fond memories playing, but not one that i was like eager to get back to and everything but then seeing hell divers 2 the change in perspective but keeping with the same tone the same like cadence and everything i was like oh this is a radically different take on it but one with like one that felt more big budget that felt a little more bombastic uh just from its yeah. presentation and knowing you know that it took a long time for them to make i was like okay something's cooking here i think this is going to be a very interesting entry um and obviously you know now that we're seeing it, it it's success as being a t proof of concept for a day and date live service game on both PlayStation Five and and PC. Um, I'm just bringing up some, some stats here. I mean, uh, within the first weekend of launch, it reached 150 concurrent players on Steam, um, making That's it insane. the most su successful uh, game or uh, PlayStation game on Steam. And then uh, the Arrowhead Games studio CEO, he stated that the game has sold around a million copies as of uh, February 4, uh, 11th, so a few days before uh, recording this. So uh, amazing reception for a game that I didn't really think was going to have all that much reception. I thought that even though the change of perspective, the reliance on you know co-op, online play, I thought that would be kind of a detractor in some way, but it doesn't seem yeah. that way at all. No, it's quite the opposite i feel like and um i'm just 
taken aback by how many people are resonating with this game and mm-hmm. the reception. And um, I think my biggest takeaway is that uh, we don't need to really rely on big AAA games anymore. Like this seems like a just like a mid-sized game that that seems more manageable from a studio side. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just blown away by everything that's kind of happened the last week or so because it. I did not expect any of this. It's it's just very enlightening to see that a game I thought would just be okay or maybe a little bit better than okay excels so much, but at right. the same time, um, Sony seems like they, they they did their homework and they put their money where their mouths were and they they helped Arrowhead make this really great sequel. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think the <clears throat> thing that stands out to me the most is how easy it is to just uh jump in with friends and just have like an authentically good time like no matter who we're playing with um who jumps in at, at any given time it's all just laughs and a lot of fun um i mean yeah yeah that's all i've had like this entire game i've I really just i've only played a couple solo times and like the rest has been multiplayer and it's it it seems like that's the best way to play and the only good thing I can see about playing solo is it's a lot more tense because you right. don't really have anyone else to revive you. But like, I'll trade that in a heartbeat for having three other people playing with me who are just like shooting the shit with me, and we're just playing this game and having fun. Yeah. And I mean, that's all we've been doing lately is just legitimately just having so much fun. Yeah, uh, blowing up automatons and bugs and each other, bugs, yeah, and, and each other exactly. Yeah, I think that's the best part is that. One of the things I always go back to with a game like Destiny, which is so, you know, cooperative and, and you know, right. focused on, you know, getting together with friends and, and playing, is that there's, like, so much lore, there's so much story, there's so much baggage there. But for Helldivers, we could be, you know, you and I could be jumping in mid-match, you know, our friend, you know, Court jumps in and he's like, oh, hey, what's up? He's not missing a beat. He's not missing anything from not being there from the, the yeah, start of the mission. Someone else could jump in like moments before we're extracting, same thing. And it's just so low, like the, the barrier of entry is so low. Um, uh, I mean, even even uh, today, the, the day we were recording, we uh, like a, a group of us jumped in. Um, Steve Saylor, you know, a friend of the show, he w- just got off the tutorial, jumped in with us, and within one mission, we're all, you know, playing like on a on a much more challenging difficulty but he's still having the best time ever it's not like you know this being his first mission he he feels like there's a detractor and you know knowing what to do him being level one and everything like we're walking him through it we're having a whole blast like it's just so in, in my opinion it's just so accessible in its nature of just jump in have fun and work towards what, whatever kind of goal you have as the team um yeah, it's That's it's, it's pretty too. innovative in that way. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that was my experience. Like when we first got the codes, I did. I I was doing the tutorial when you guys were, you know, saying like jump on, we're jumping right. on. And I was like, okay, well, I, I I was like I'm I'm just you know going through the tutorial, and then I I literally just finished it, and then I joined you, and like it was pretty seamless. That was just like a quick like load screen on there. Excuse me, and then within seconds i was already caught up i was i was in the rhythm with you guys it was like pick up and play and you're going like you're just you're you're in this mood from from the second your your pod touches down you're like well 
the, the mission's pretty clear and the mm-hmm. mechanics are very simple, but like they're effective and they're very well tuned, and that's what kind of helps leverage new players. Is it's just like it, it really welcomes you to dive in right away. Right. It's just like, hey, you you did the tutorial, you're good. That's all you need to know. You probably don't even need the tutorial because you'll just see what everyone else is doing, and it's it's basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a game that has a very smart number of systems in play i mean i think the the biggest one is just being able to to manage and balance your stratagems not only as yourself but as a team especially once you get towards like the harder difficulties of being like okay i'm going to drop down an orbital i'm going to drop down you know resupplies and stuff like that and managing all of that in terms of like it's cool down and and timing and stuff like that um but other than that no you're completely right it's essentially you know you're Four, up to four people dropping into a, a set mission with a small amount of objectives. They're all very clear um, in their execution. And then you're essentially just choosing your loadout, which as far as you know, I know in probably 10 hours, maybe even less, uh, no, actually around 10 hours, the loadouts seem very manageable. You're choosing, you know, very basic kind of weapons and, and variants of those and just kind of deciding who you want to what kind of role you want to take in you want to be up close and personal against bugs with a shotgun or more long range with a marksman rifle do you want to tailor your loadout with stratagems for something more supportive if if you're going to have like you know carry extra ammo for for the rest of your team are you going to have um a jet pack are you going to like so bobby the the last night uh, I unlocked the the drone, the automated drone. So essentially it's just this right. backpack you wear and this drone comes out and fires beams at you like automatically. So it's, yep, it I serves as that. like a support um, drone for you personally. But then same thing, I could drop it for you. You could wear it and it just helps you out. So yeah, it, you and your team can really tailor the entire experience to like how you guys want to play, what difficulty you want, scale it back if you're if you're feeling like you're just getting your teeth kicked in like, we have in the past um or bump it up if you want more rewards um i i think that's the best part is that it's so low stakes in that regard of like oh we're not going to challenge you too much it's it's all on the team the onus is on the team and the players uh, how they want to play that's that's the biggest thing is you can coordinate with your team and everyone can have specific uh I don't even know why I'm drawing a blank on the name stratagems. Mm-hmm. Everyone can have their specific stratagem to do something specific. So like I could be like a support, you could be a salt. We can have one guy who's just offensive or defensive, and then the third guy or the fourth guy could just kind of be a jack of all trades. And like that gives you a lot of freedom to attach any mission any way you want. And like I don't see a lot of games having that option no. these days. It's just like there's so much freedom, and the fact that you can have up to like four or five items at each there's a lot of freedom in that sense and it's just like i it's great like there's just a lot of ways you can approach every mission yep and like i love that about uh helldivers too i'm just really impressed overall with everything now exactly polished it's it's um it's incredible to look at it's incredible to play i mean there are obviously some issues i don't want to say it's it's a perfect game but like we we're starting to see some of the the issues with a, a live service game so but i mean it comes with growing pains, I guess, right? I mean, that's a good problem to have is, you know, your product has expanded so fast, so quickly, and um, people seem to resonate with it a weekend. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a good um, conversation to have is just this um, issue 
if you will, of you know the expansion of this game is that you see Arrowhead Games kind of see the toll of how many players are actually trying to play at any yep. given time. Like there was an, almost an entire day this past weekend when the servers were just down as they're trying to, you know, balance maintenance and stuff like that. Um, and so much so that they even the CEO uh, today, the time of we're recording talked about wanting to, you know, elevate this hiring process just to keep content coming to this game. They wanted to expand um, in a sustainable and healthy way because yeah, like you said, this is a game as a service. This game will rely on not only his community, but an active amount of um, content to come into it. I know that they already talked about, hey, we're going to implement Max and, and other stuff like that. But it's like, okay, well, what what else is going to come down the line? What? Because it's interesting. This game doesn't seem like it has like that seasonal cadence that a lot of other live service games does. It can be more, you know, a little more fluid in how it rolls out content. As long as it's a steady stream, just to keep people occupied and engaged i i don't see there being a problem with that because right now i think that they have a good basis in that you know not only are you jumping or you know as a team jumping in and completing missions but then there's the act of you know community mission of hey we're trying to liberate these individual uh planets let's all work towards that like i don't know did you happen to log in today at all not yet so um... much to my surprise the community finished last week's um like world um Ooh, okay. objective of 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 liberating the two bug planets and now once you log in the um the map has expanded now so now when you log in there's actually new planets to go and explore on the bug side that's awesome okay. yeah, so, so then that's something i'm have to keep aware of yeah i mean like that that's a great way to keep people invested is just exactly more by being successful yeah. Um, yeah. My only hope, like I, I, I love the game as is, but like I kind of want to see them kind of expand because there's the shift to third person. So why, why can't we have like a PvP mode kind of where, mm. where you can still? I mean, you've seen what you can do when you hit each other, and like the ragdoll physics yep. are amazing. Like, just give us like a small arena where you can do like four on four. That would be interesting. Uh, or like part like war games kind of thing. Like I, I mean. They have a lot of goodwill. They, I hope they are able to get the, the developers, um, the resources they need to expand. So maybe like something like like I love Destiny 2's multiplayer. I'd love to see something similar where they kind right. of have modes like that where you can kind of get together with people and just play. Because like it's great shooting bugs and and robots, but like I would love to see how this game translates to just like a PvP mode because I feel like any live service game should have that. It should sure. have a little bit of both. That that would be interesting, even if they incorporate like a PvPVE, where it's like okay, oh, two teams, and then there's like the added you know threat of you know the automatons or the bugs in the map as well. I think that would be very interesting. They would have obviously have to scale in some sort of balancing for you know like weapon types and stuff like that because um, we'll talk about it. But just the weapons that you unlock through the uh, the battle passes and stuff like that, that would definitely affect some some sort of you know competitive um you know mode uh that that may or may not be yeah, implemented in definitely. the game but you know that's something that they could definitely look into i think that there's um there's reason there's potential to, there. yeah exactly potential. it's just like I, I mean i'm seeing it i i hope they've they're, they're, i'm sure they've seen it and they've discussed it but like i i think they want to just get this game stable which is fair and obviously of fine, course but like if you want to keep people uh coming back every week every day i mean i think these are probably 
uh, discussions you consider should consider having with your team, saying, hey, you know, how can we expand? How can we bring people in? And uh, if Sony's plan is to double down on live service games and, and kind of have their own stable of them, like this game feels like it is probably one of the winning ones that'll keep them in that running, mm-hmm. having one of the better games. Um, I've kind of put a damper on multiplayer games of late just because it's just they all feel the same and like Call of Duty just doesn't seem to cut it for me anymore. It's just like I can play it for a month or two and then mm-hmm. it's just like, well, it's the same thing over and over. And Destiny just kind of become too bloated, so it's like really I don't have much left of what I can play because like yeah. I mean everything else kind of feels the same. And as great as Fortnite is, I mean doing the Still same Fortnite, thing over and over. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I, I, I do want to go back to the battle pass and kind of this idea of how they monetize the game, but not in a way that seems egregious in any way. Like I'm actually trying every time I log in, I'm trying to figure out like the gotcha moment where, where they, they offer, you know, the, the premium battle pass, uh, the one that you can buy in, um, and then essentially you have the, the free battle pass, which has, you know, a whole bunch of, cosmetics and uh emotes weapons uh you can also use the the free battle pass to purchase the premium currency that can also go into uh the superstore to purchase you know more and better skins as well but then there's also the the premium battle pass which again has a whole stable of weapons emotes The, the same thing i just listed but they all seem a little more enticing a little more uh better if you will uh like right now i'm trying to save up enough or i just did to get like an incendiary shotgun versus the shotgun that i bought from the original battle pass but that being said i mean i do want to put it out up front the version that playstation canada gave you i and uh reviewers came with the the battle pass we didn't have to purchase it so that being said other than buying into the battle pass to begin with I don't really see any need to purchase anything using real world currency. Like there is the the shop to purchase more of the the premium currency for for in game content and stuff like that. But I'm really not seeing the excuse to. I I've never felt pressured because nope. everything you need to purchase anything from the premium battle pass can just be found in the game by doing missions. Yeah. You can come like across that. the the. Um, the uh, super credits or whatever they call it, like the the money, the premium currency. Uh, you get medals from yeah. missions. You get um, mon- like in-game regular dollars uh, to upgrade your ship through completing objectives and everything. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm curious on your uh, thoughts and ideas of how they implemented like the battle pass in a way that I don't think I've seen a lot of other big publishers or studios really attempt to. I think it's a great um, anti-predatory battle yeah. passing. There's really not much else to say about it. It's it's there if you want it. It's there if you want to get a head start. But also, if you don't, everything there is unlockable in game. It it it's it's like the perfect balance between getting ahead or taking your time. Like you can really do you want to play for the long haul? Okay, well here's a battle pass. Here's what you get every time you you complete a mission or whatever. It's there. You don't want to wait. Well, you can just pay, and uh, you get all these items whenever you want. You just unlock them as you go. And I think that's probably the best way to implement a battle pass is giving you the choice to either buy everything or unlock it via natural progression. And uh, I mean, 
few games have done that, and I, I, I'm kind of curious as to why, but um, it also makes me want to buy the Battle Pass because it's like, well, you're giving me the choice instead of just gatekeeping your own content from me. So it's like, I, right. I think it's a great method. I think it's a great approach to the Battle Pass because it's very predatory to begin with. I mean, it is essentially kind of like gambling because you're just kind of destroying money at this thing and it, you're getting what you're getting. But I mean... Overall, I'm I'm really impressed with it. It seems like Arrowhead really took to heart um, their battle pass and how they approached it and how they're uh, doling out other new skins or new weapons and all. It just it makes sense. It's a good battle pass. Actually, it is a great battle pass. It it gives you uh, very powerful weapons if you want them, but if you don't, like I said, if you don't, they're 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 there if you don't. But yeah, it's overall great. I'm very impressed with it. I I just have a like my my biggest thing is just like I, I don't know what to pick. I have uh, paralysis with yeah. just choosing. I have choice paralysis. And I'm like, what do I want? Because like I I mean obviously I lo- I love the assault rifles, but you're saying the incendiary shotgun's good. It's like which do I want? Because like I I love the return the fire rate on the assault rifles, but you're like I've seen you use a shotgun and like they're great for bugs and it's Very just good. like well. Yeah, so it's like I mean, it's it's the dumbest problem to have, but like it is a problem I, I found myself having in this game is they give you the choice, and depending on the person, like they're they can be paralyzed by it. So it's like they just end up. I just I've been storing away all my credits just until I get a little bit more comfortable with the game, and then I'll sure. probably just spend it. But yeah, that makes sense. Even with that said, if I don't want it, you can you can buy it, and then I can actually test it out with through your your drop. Like I love that feature. So there's always way to leverage the battle pass for different people yeah uh just to put it uh into perspective for the listeners the helldivers 2 is 49.99 in canada um and the battle pass uh the premium war bond is uh roughly 12 dollars canadian so still when you look at it it's cheaper than any AAA game on the market um so i think that they're Again, I'm not I'm not here to tell you what to spend your money on, but I'm just saying that for me, someone who's spending a lot of time in the game, I don't see the twelve dollars as being an egregious additional price there. Like I said, they're not as far as I know, they're not doing seasonal battle passes. They're kind of just adding more pages, which add like, you know, six additional items every month, I think is the rollout. So once you buy the the premium war bond, you're kind of set for the time being again things can change but right now i don't think that 12 dollars is all that egregious when you look at other games which do you know like call of duty i'm spending essentially 12 dollars every three months for for a new battle pass same with you know other other games like apex out there fortnite um it's usually the same thing so yeah just thought i'd uh put that out there uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, Bobby, um, as we start getting towards the tail end of this conversation, is the difference in playing uh, missions on the bug side versus the automaton, the the yes. robot side. They feel like two very different games in the best way possible. Hundred um, percent. I I've kind of leaned towards the robots. I Me too. prefer fighting them, um, only because fighting the bugs is basically the most frustrating thing in the world. Uh, if you have to choose, guys, stick with the robots. I mean, obviously both are good, but like the robots, just they they feel more natural um, as as opponents, and they, they 
they're more satisfying to fight because you're fighting stuff that kind of looks like stuff from Star Wars. Yep. Or Terminator. Uh, the Terminator, Star Wars, whatever you want to pick. Like there is a little bit of influence from both yep. franchises there, but like I, I, I loved fighting them last night with you guys. It was just so much fun. It was just nonstop thrills. Like they were just bombarding us. Yep. Um, I really have nothing bad to say about the enemies. Like I, I, I do like both. I do like both. Uh, enemy that maybe we'll get more. I assume we're gonna get more variety. That would be cool in the future. It seems like we probably will. Uh, there's, a, I also know that there's a whole bunch of variety. The harder, like the as the difficulty scales, they introduce new enemy yeah. variants. Um, so oh, yeah. if you're playing on like the lower scale, like the easy or medium, you're only getting like a small amount. Once you start getting into, I think challenging and hard, that's when on the bug side, anyways, they start introducing like the acid ones and and stuff like that, and then it goes up from there and kind of scales. But um, yeah, no, I'm like you. I I like them both for different reasons. I think the vibe and the atmosphere of the automaton missions are just exceptional. I love just going through these like dark. Um, like forests almost and just seeing like their red eyes or like the swords come out of the yeah the, the bushes that. and stuff it's like so cool but then like you said the bugs are frustrating in the most tense i use it as like a compliment like i'm frustrated because of how tense it is how much you have to coordinate with other team members of like oh there's a big one here there's a there's a nest over here someone throw a grenade someone throw a grenade like you really have to be on your on your toes with the bugs but yep. um it it right now it does seem like the community is kind of fulfilling that side the the bugs of like liberating all the the planets on the bug side versus the automaton so if you want the high high stake uh, rewards at the end of each week you kind of have to help help that cause for democracy and freedom um and then maybe hopefully the community goes over to the robot side at, at some point but right now i'm having a lot of fun with this game um bobby was there anything else we missed not that I'm aware of. I mean, it's a pretty, um, I don't want to say basic game, but I mean, it's a very simple game. It's a simple game. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're obviously once you understand the loop, like it, it, it really depends on your skills. So right. The better you get at this game, the more fun you're gonna have. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. It, it is overall like a great, great game. Um, go buy it, play it, whatever you want. Just kill some bugs save democracy and uh, enjoy your liberty i said yeah take a big swig of liberty um yeah no I'm, I'm i'm right there with you i think a lot of people should check this game out um i'm i'm pleasantly surprised at how much the community is kind of vibing with this it's very refreshing again i think that this is a great proof of concept for playstation and saying hey it, it, there is viability in launching our games and date on console and pc not only just for the community to you know get player numbers and engagement uh up there but i think that a lot of people are going to now expose themselves to a brand new franchise that they've never really touched on you know they've never really had any exposure to so it's very cool to see also the other thing that i want to point out this game is still just as fun and just as uh viable to play with total strangers i've jumped into uh missions with total randoms by happenstance and there's there's no detractor there uh whether or not you have comms you're on mic or not uh there's a ping system again like we were saying missions are laid out very straightforward um so you can just jump in complete the objective and then extract with your team at the very end and 
yeah, there's no, there's no real reason why you have to either play solo or get a group of friends going. Because I know that for a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, our age and stuff, it's hard to coordinate four friends to all get together on a weekday, right? So I... I, th- I think if you're if you're worried about that and just saying, well, I'll, maybe I'll only be able to play with friends on a Friday night, you can still jump in and have just as much fun playing with randoms Monday through Thursday if you, if you, if you feel like it. Or like like Bobby said, play by yourself. It's not. It's definitely a different kind of experience. A little more tense, a little more lonely, if you will. You don't get as many laughs or as many goofs uh, just playing uh, solo, but it's still a rewarding experience. You'll still get some some great rewards from going through it, and you can upgrade your character and your ship. But um, yeah, I, I think this is a very special game to to kind of kick off twenty twenty four. And um, yeah, I'm happy for Arrowhead. Um, yeah. Their their work uh, really paid off. I think so too, and I've actually noticed that um, more people that I've been playing with are actively making time to play this game because it's just a quick, it's a quick loop. Like you can mm-hmm. play it around or two in forty minutes, and it's like that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm, I'm noticing a lot more people are like, well, okay, I'll be on. Like it's not normally like, well, yeah, we'll see. It's I'm seeing people like, yeah, I'll be on, and they're online and they're playing the game. Yeah, yeah. So I've I, even... I, so I, I'm seeing that. I've noticed that. Yeah, we've also had like you know friends of ours jump in for literally one one round. They're like, oh, "I'll drop in for a mission," and then they're like, oh, "I'm gonna go to bed." And it's like, yeah, totally, Even totally fine. It. There's no uh, there's no reason not to really. Yeah, like you said, it, missions last twenty to thirty minutes, so very easy to jump in. Yeah, so like it's very welcoming in that regard. So yeah, I honestly, my review is not up yet, but I'm gonna give it a recommend. Like just play this game it, yep. it definitely feels like it's it, it it has its legs it kind of knows what it wants to do and where it's gonna go so like it can only go up from here i, I feel yeah exactly so yeah hopefully the community sticks with it hopefully more content is on the way because right now there's a absolutely fantastic basis here um bobby you mentioned yeah the uh, the your written review will be going up on console creatures as we close out the show where can people keep up with console creatures and yourself you can find everybody that Writes on console creatures, consolecreatures.com. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Blue Sky Threads. Uh, just look us up on on your favorite social media, and we're there. That's it. Um, and what about yourself? Uh, same thing. Be Pashalitas on all channels. Uh, post pretty frequently about um, Final Fantasy lately. So join me for my shit takes on Final Fantasy. Yeah, the the countdown is on for for rebirth. Can't wait. Um, so soon. And as for myself, you can find me across the internet at svigvari, and we'll be back next week. Hopefully, Dave will be joining us. I know Dave is very eager to play Helldiver, so hopefully, we'll get him in and get his thoughts next week. But um, until then, thank you all for uh, tuning in, and we'll be back. Until then, bye.